0: Amen and amen. Ephesians six. Ephesians six. This is a common passage of scripture, is it not? Uh, we, I've heard this passage uh, preached on many times, and and I've read it many times. I've heard it uh, referenced many many times. The whole armor of God. And God gives us this. What's the point of the whole thing? What's the point of this whole passage of scripture and this whole armor? The point is found in verse 13. You see it? It says the very, it says the very last line here. It says, And having done all to what? To stand. That's why we're given this passage. That's why we're given the armor of God. The whole purpose, the whole point of all of it is to keep standing. Amen? We're saved. We're children of God. And yet uh, we're part of a great church. And yet the devil wants to eat us up, doesn't he? He's a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He wants to get you and he wants to get your family. How do we keep standing? How can we do it? Well, God, it's the command here that he gives us, isn't it? In verse 11, it says, put on the whole armor of God. All right, so Lord, how do we do that? Now, how does this make sense? We've heard it read. We've It's been referenced. But how do we use something that we don't understand? Amen? How do we use something we don't understand? So I'd like to look at this, go through the Scripture, and, and talk about it just for a little uh, few moments tonight. Verse 14 is really where, it's, where it starts describing the parts of the armor. And I'm going to tell you what, as your pastor, I need to put on the whole armor of God. But listen, I'm flesh and blood just like you are. And you need to put on the whole armor of God. Many of you, as you work out in the workplace, you better have the whole armor of God on. It's wicked out there. As we go soul winning during the week, we're knocking on doors and we come across a lot of different things, we better have the whole armor of God on. Amen? I don't care if we're going to buy milk and eggs. Now, you better be a millionaire these days, but, you know... you're going to buy milk and eggs at the grocery store, we need to have the whole armor of God on. We need this. Let's look at it tonight. And it begins in verse 14. Let's understand this. Knowing that the purpose of it all is having done all to stand. Verse 14 says, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. So the first thing that's mentioned here is the loins girt about with truth. Alright? So, to help us, I'm a very, very visual person, right? I've got to, I imagine armor. I imagine these things in my head. And I'm wondering to you... I'm wondering as I do that, what, what you're doing. Are you, are you envisioning armor tonight? I, I just... I have this picture. Alright? Let me, let me show you what forever... I have envisioned uh, as I think about armor. Can you throw up that first picture, fellas? That's cool right there. I have no idea how you fight 100 men in that thing and how you see and how you hold all that up. But anyways, that's cool, right? I know some of you ladies dream about a knight in shining armor. There you go. Um, but listen here. Listen here. Let's get practical for a minute. Let's get practical. Paul did not live in the Middle Ages. When he's writing this, he's not writing to to kings that would dress this way or to nobles that would dress this way in in 1100 or 1200. He's writing to people in the days of the Romans. The Roman Empire. They didn't wear something that looked like that. But that's always what I have in my head when I think about the armor of God. Alright? How about the next picture? Maybe you'd think something like that. How in the world is anybody going to do anything in that thing right there? I mean, I guess if you're standing on a horse with a pole that's thirty-nine foot long and you're you're running at somebody, maybe that would come in handy. But it looks like more like a statue that Mrs. Smith would have at her house. All right, she's an antique collector. You should see it; it's awesome. All right, how about the next picture? The problem is when you cry a little bit, um, you get rusty. Alright, so uh, is there another one there? Did I get those out of order? I think I put it out of order. That's alright. Yeah, there it is. If I could, or no, I could tell you why the ocean's near the shore. <laughs> that, I, that's, I think that's Scarecrow. Sorry, I got it mixed up. I'm sorry. That's not the armor that we're talking about. Alright? Okay? Alright? Let's go to the next one, please. It's the Roman era. It's the Roman days. Alright? That's a little bit more like it. Okay, so consider a Roman soldier, because that's what Paul, he's writing to the Ephesians. These are Christians in Ephesus. Ephesus was a main port, a main hub, rather, of the Roman Empire. There was a, a very, a very uh, uh, common place. So the, the people, when they're talking about armor, they're not thinking about something that would be a thousand years from there. They're thinking about what they see right in front of them. They're thinking about Roman soldiers. Okay, so let's get that in our minds. And uh, as we consider this, now we're talking about loins girt about with truth. Okay, if you consider, maybe you've read in the Bible how the men of Israel would gird up their loins. Literally, they would take that outward garment and they would tie it and go around their legs and whatnot and get it a little bit higher so they could go and fight, they could go to war. But it was wrapped away in such a way that it just looked like bulky shorts or something like that. And it would be, they would gird up their loins. They would tie their robe up. But we understand tonight that loins, that that area is a very important, some important organs in the body. Yes? Mm -hmm. Namely some reproductive organs. Yes? Yes, Yeah, name it. So very, very important organs to protect. Yes? And God's telling us here that we ought to gird up those things with truth. Now let's get practical for a minute. How do we gird up our loins with truth? How about we start reproducing truth? Reproducing in truth, rather. Okay, I'm not saying rewrite the Bible. I'm saying reproducing ourselves with truth. Too often today, we have people that are more willing to preach opinions than they are the Word of God. Amen? And we ought to not give heed to how I feel and what my opinion is on this matter, but rather what God has to say. If you want to know what truth is, it's exactly what God said. That's what truth is. And we need to be reproducing truth. And uh, I, it doesn't matter if we're talking about with our children at home. We ought to be teaching them truth. Yes, we need some fathers to teach their boys how to work. How to be men. Not infeminate. How to be men. Amen? How to, how to work and provide. Praise God for it. How to go out and pick up some sticks and make a couple bucks. How to do those things instead of sitting inside? Well, eh, and I'll not clean my room even if mommy told me to. Right? Come on, we got to be men and teach them how to work, reproduce, truth. We're missing that today, aren't we? Not. Yeah, but but the ladies aren't out of this thing either. But Titus says that the older ladies are to teach the younger ladies. Amen. And a lady ought to know how to take care of a home and how to how to cook some dinner and how to work herself. Amen. Not saying that's the only thing she can do. Obviously, ladies can do a, a whole lot of things, but there's nothing wrong with a teenage young lady learning how to t- tend to babies. Amen? Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Why? Because she's learning to do the work. Right? And I don't think it's wrong one bit. Some guys don't like this, but you teach your young lady to mow the grass too. Whatever. I know that's more of a man's job, but teaching your children how to work. That's okay. That's right. Amen? And uh, teaching them how to be what God made them to be. Praise God for it. Truth is the very first thing that we're supposed to put on. All right. In, in the Romans here, if you notice that that belt that he's wearing has some metal and sometimes it was leather that would hang down and protect those organs. Let's see another picture tonight, please. Okay, You can see those type of things. Sometimes you've seen where there was big straps of leather. And it was, it was a belt that had these straps of leather and it went all the way around. It almost seemed like a skirt, but it was heavy leather that would protect the whole loin section. That's important. Okay, An arrow can do a lot of damage. And they've got to protect those things, right? And we've got to protect it by knowing truth. And so that's what God says. He says, gird up your loins with truth. The second thing here in verse 14, he says, having on the breastplate of righteousness. Okay, breastplate. What does a breastplate protect? Well, of course, the heart and lungs. That's pretty important. Yes? Yeah, it's pretty important to have your heart pumping, isn't it? Look at this. This thing he's wearing there, it's uh, 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 iron put together or some kind of metal there, and it, and it's, it latches together, and that was common in the Roman days. That was common. Let's see another picture, please. I think I have just the, uh, okay, did I have one of just the shield by itself? I believe I did. There it is. And you can see that it covers that whole section. No matter if you get hit in the front or the side or the back or whatnot, it protects those major vital organs. And God says here that you would have a breastplate of righteousness. Now, we know physically why we need to protect the heart. Okay, Whether you're going to war and you have something like this, or whether you ride dirt bikes and you have a chest protector on or something like that, you got to protect your organs, your heart right there. It's important. But why, how does that make sense practically? I mean, excuse me, spiritually. We understand practically here. But how about spiritually? Doesn't God tell us to keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Doesn't he tell us to do that? I believe that's Proverbs four, if I'm not mistaken. Proverbs chapter four. He says, keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. I don't care if it's young people tonight. I don't care if it's moms and dads in here tonight or grandma and grandpa's in here tonight. Protect your heart. That's right. Right. Amen. The devil can get you by your heart. Yes. And God says, when you carry that whole armor of God, you make sure you have a breastplate of righteousness on. Okay? Young people today are giving their hearts out left and right. What business does a teenager have telling another teenager, I love you? We're just giving our heart away. You with me now? Moms and dads, we've got to be careful of this thing. And we've got to teach our young people. Because of all the I, I, the, I love you and I love you and this and this. And with cell phones these days and all the junk that goes on with all that stuff. Let's be, protect our hearts. Okay? I, I didn't bring mine in here. But I gotta, this thing's for my insulin pump. Okay? I'm sorry, it looks like a phone, but it's not, all right? Um, But let's pretend it's a phone. It looks like one, okay? You know how much garbage comes through this thing right here? Not only only can you chat with anybody you want to chat with these days, but there's access to everything under the sun. Mm -hmm. The whole World Wide Web. Mom and Dad, I would consider... What are we doing our own selves and what are we allowing in our homes unsupervised? Come on now. Why is it that that, uh, we we allow our our young people to go to bed with their cell phone in their room and we don't know what's going on? Because they stay up to 3 a.m. Listen here, it happens. I'm telling you, it happens in this church. They're staying up to 3 a.m. looking at all who knows what and, and talking to who knows who Right? Oh, God knows, but you sure don't, because we ain't supervising. You with me now tonight? And I'm telling you, the devil will get you with one of these things. He'll get you. He'll get dad with one of these things, and he'll get mama. Okay, let's be careful. Let's guard our heart. Okay, let's guard our heart. Protect it. As as the devil can get you to desire something and get, be able to have access to something or come across something. That is desirable to your flesh, and then you have access to it, and you make provision for the flesh. What do you think is going to happen? A downward spiral. Right? Come on now. It's, it's so it's so easy today to text something on a phone and be say something you would never have the courage to say to, to somebody's face. You can text it. And, and you're a lot more comfortable that way. And that texting turns into vocalizing it. Vocalizing it turns into action. Be careful, be careful, be careful. Amen. Protect your heart. Amen. Protect your heart. Now, he says the breastplate of righteousness. What is righteousness? It's holiness. Amen. How do we protect our heart? Let's be holy. Amen? Again, we talking about giving provision to the flesh. Let's stop. You got an area that you're weak in? Maybe it is the phone. Get rid of it. I don't know about you all in here, but when I was in high school and, and as a young man, I didn't have a cell phone and I made it just fine. It's better to go without than to let the devil destroy your life. It goes for mom and dad too. There are there are people in this church that make it without a cell phone. Praise God for it. Now, it's a a wonderful convenience if it's used right. But it will destroy your life. We can get off the cell phone thing, but that's the computer, that's the internet at at our fingertips. We can go on to other things. Don't let the devil destroy you. Dads, don't let the devil destroy your home. Let's, let's supervise. Let's, let's figure these things out. Why can't, why can't a wife go and check on her husband? Hey, on. Right, right, yeah. Why can't she look at this thing and look at that thing? And Why do we got to get all offended? Well, we're getting all offended and getting a little heated because we're trying to hide something. Right, on, Having a spouse check after us is a good thing. Good, it's a real good thing. Let's do that. Let's be careful. Holiness. Let's do what's right. Let's be holy. That's how we're going to protect our heart. Now, we're not going to let that thing be seen. We're not going to let that thing come into our house. Yeah, we're going to get up and turn it off if we need to get up and turn it off. Amen? And we're going to be holy. That God's saying, He's saying, I'm trying to teach you to protect your heart. Because the devil's going to get you to like something and chase something. And as soon as you start going after that thing, it's a downward spiral and destroy your life. He's trying to get you to get get caught on something here. Let's move on from this here. How about the next one? Verse 15. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now, this one's a little bit more difficult as as you read it. It says, feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So let's look at each word. Obviously, we know what feet are. The word shod is to bind on. So in other words, he's saying, put your shoes on. That's what he's saying. saying, Get get your boots on. Get your your shoes on. Why do we do that? Usually a few minutes before I'm ready to leave the house, I tell tell the kids, get your shoes on. Grab your coats. We're getting ready to leave. Why? Because when I'm ready to leave, I don't want them to have to sit down for five minutes and find their shoes and then take three hours to tie them. All right? I want them to get ready. Right, and he's saying here, he's saying to bind your, uh, put your, put your shoes on, feet shod. Okay, now notice here with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I think it's so easy to miss that word preparation. Preparation is a very important word there. To prepare, to prepare for the gospel of peace. You know, it's a good thing and it's a right thing. Study to show ourselves approved. Amen? Do I know this book? I ought to. I ought to to let the Word of God saturate my life. So that I know what's in this Word. So I can defend my faith. So I can take it. So study to show myself approved. So that if someone is looking for an answer, I I can show them. I think preparation is something that we 2023 Christians are missing because we're not in the book. We're not in the Word. It doesn't matter how old we are or how young we are or where we've been or how long we've been saved. God has given us something so precious as the Word of God. Why are we not in this book? Come on now. Come on. Can you show me a couple another, another picture? See what kind of... I want to go back to these. See, he's got little sandals on. In the Roman days, they didn't have big boots. I don't know if they... Have been looked kind of funny with that stuff. That get up on them, with big boot, cowboy boots, but they got little sandal things that they bind up around them. They put them on and then they would wrap it up around the ankles there. And uh, here he's saying, feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of pre- peace. All right, so being prepared, gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ, and peace certainly. We come in peace. Listen, there's a different the wrath of God that sinners deserve and we come with good tidings of peace. You with me? We're supposed to have our shoes on prepared and ready to give the gospel of peace. Every one of us in this room, there's not a single one of us absent. We're supposed to be ready to give the gospel of peace. Amen? That's convicting when I think about that. How many people did I give the gospel to this last week? I gave some, I gave it to some folks. Went out soul winning. Trying to be a, a witness, but you know what? I can do a lot more. I can do a lot more. God's saying we need to do this. We need to we need to have this whole armor of God. Isn't that amazing that the armor includes us being soul winners? Isn't that amazing? Maybe because if we're out giving the gospel of peace and we're seeing people get saved, we're protecting even some of the community and we're drawing our family and growing the family right here and and numbers mean something. I'm telling you what, church is, is a place to encourage one another. I mean, Many of you are encouraging me today and talking to me and, and I was excited about this and you're excited about that and we, what, what's it, iron sharpeneth iron too, doesn't it? Brother Martini sharpens me. Brother Trumpy sharpens me. Many of you men in here sharpen me. Praise God. Some of you make me dull, but I try to avoid you. I'm just kidding. kidding. Having a good time with you, all right? Laugh a little bit. It's all right. Amen? Amen. Marshall, calm down. He just woke up. Amen. All right. All right. Let's move on here. How about the next one here? How about the next one? What is it here? Verse 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Oh, look at them. They're ahead of me. Look at those pictures. All right, shield of faith. See the Roman soldiers here with their shields. The shield was large enough that they could hide completely behind it, they could drop it to the ground and they could get behind the entire shield. The shield would be defense against, of course, the arrows. Romans. they would always, uh, they'd always have their archers and they'd send that big uh, storm of arrows out, right? Before they would charge, the line would charge forward. And them arrows are quite dangerous. You get taken take out with an arrow very easily. And this shield of faith, this shield here is very protective. Show me another picture if you would. Oftentimes they'd take these shields and they'd lock them together. See that? They'd lock them together and they would, they would cover themselves completely as a group. Here they are from the front, locked together and over their heads. And uh, as, they're, as they're charging that line, do we have another one? I think we have another one here. Right? And there they can, they can do it again. And here the men are able to stand up behind it with those, with those spears there. The shield of faith, he says, above all. It's important. You know what faith is? Again, not just learning the word, but knowing what you believe. The devil can easily get you if you don't know what you believe. You might be saved, but he could knock you off. Let's say this. He could knock you off the wagon or whatever you want to say right there. You don't know what this Bible says about alcohol and all that? Then it would be easy for you to get involved in it. Because we don't know what we believe. Well, what do I believe about um, uh, boys and girls dating and all this stuff? And what do I believe about what is right and what is wrong? What does the Bible have to say? If you don't know what you believe, the devil can get you. Knowing what you believe helps you to stand. Because I have right here where the Bible tells me that I'm supposed to be pure. Amen? It'd be great if some moms and dads were still teaching that. How to be pure before God. That means there's a a, a sanctity to marriage. There's a a beautiful, wonderful thing. A marriage that God created that was supposed to be intended for marriage purpose. Amen? Amen? But too often we don't know what we even believe in those areas. We haven't searched the Word of God and yet the devil is picking off young people and even adults because we don't know what we believe. And he's picking us right off. The whole armor of God and the importance here, that shield of faith, the devil's got an arrow pointed right at your family and he's going to get somebody in your family if you don't got that, that shield up. Now these shields, that arrow can bounce right off of that little plink and it just bounces off and falls to the ground. But if you don't got that shield up, who's he going to take out? It doesn't matter, Dad, how strong you are. Remember that old legend or whatever it was in the story of Achilles and his heel? If I'm not mistaken, I believe he was hit in the heel with, a, with an arrow. If I'm not, I, don't, I don't know if maybe that was right or maybe it was wrong. I don't know. But anyways, he was some strong, mighty warrior guy that they made up in Greek mythology. And he got taken out because he got hit in the heel. Right? I know that's all storybook and all that, but I'm telling you what, Dad, you think you're so big and tough, and man, I can go in there and I can look just right and I can say amen, but have you taught your family what you believe and why you believe it? Because if you haven't, the devil can get in there. The devil can get in there. Let's move on here. And he says, of course he says, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench... All the fiery darts of the wicked. Look at that. Be able to block against that thing. And verse 17. And take the helmet of salvation. Oh, helmet's important. Look at these guys with their helmets on. You see that? Did I give any more pictures here of of the helmet? I think I did. Maybe I didn't. No, that's all right. But there's, okay, there's a good one. Right? It's important to protect your head. I think we all can understand this. If we lose our head, we can't stay standing. Okay? There's probably some of you that might run around for five minutes. But you're not going to stay standing very long. Right? Take out the head. A head shot is fatal. Yes? You know what the first thing is? The most important here we've got, we got to talk about is you've got to be saved. Okay? My family's saved, but we're still praying for Marshall. Now, he's young yet. And I don't want to give him a false hope i got to keep teaching him the Word of God and keep talking to him about it. And when he's ready, God will draw him in to get saved. Okay? I trust that. I believe that. But it's important for my children to be saved. Because if if they're unsaved, the devil can come right in and do whatever he wants. You with me? It's important. A headshot is fatal. Let's be careful with this thing. All right? Let's move on. He says and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. I love this. I love this. The sword of the Spirit. Sometimes I like teasing some of the boys around church, and I'll say, hey, have you seen my sword? i they like, what? And I just hit them upside the head with my Bible. <laughs> it's just fun, all right? I think I've done it to Remington like 45 times. And, uh, but listen, listen, I just like to have fun. It's all right. Everybody calm down. It's okay. All right, good. Uh, if you'd like, I can do it to you. Just ask me. Okay. Uh, right here. This is your sword. Okay. You see it on his side here. Okay. It's the only offensive part of the armor. The only offensive part. What for, for age old time, it's been said that uh, the best, what is it? The best defense is a is offense. a good offense. Is that, what he, is that what many people say in sports and different things? Listen here. The word of God is powerful. It is the most powerful thing that we can have. The Bible says it's a, what is it, it's sharper than any two edged sword, able to divide asunder the soul and spirit? What other thing in, in all of existence can do that? And God gave it to us. I've seen it with my own eyes and so have some of the men in this room when we're fighting the devil the word of God is powerful I'm talking about removing evil spirits with the word of God it's not a fairy tale it's not, it's not hocus pocus it's not something just out there that, that oh that sounds nice it's real we've got to have this book we've got to have it in our home we better have it in our life we better be memorizing it. Thy word have I hid in thine heart that I might not sin against thee. Amen? It's the offensive part of the armor. It's important. It's important. God gave us this armor so that we can keep standing. He said, he said I want you. I want you to keep standing. I want you to guard Guard your. What he say? He says, I want you to reproduce truth. I want you to guard your heart. Keep, keep holiness where holiness ought to be in your life uh, as, a, as a whole so you guard your heart. And then he went on and he says, you need to get prepared and know the gospel of peace and take it to the world. Get your shoes on, get your boots on. And take the gospel to the world. And then he says, you yeah, have that shield of faith. Amen? Amen? Protect yourselves and your family and know what you believe you don't know what you believe, then dig in the Word of God and find it. just takes a little bit of time. Just get in the Word of God and and figure out what you believe on this thing and that thing. I'm telling you what, it'll help you. And it'll help you to get get your feet grounded on solid ground to stand. And then there's the, the sword, the Word of God. Is it a part of your life? And do you use it? Do you quote it? I've told you this probably a couple of times now, but I, tr- I struggle with music, and music's a big part of my life, and I struggled with it. As a young person, you know what I did? I used the Word of God. I was getting right with God, and uh, I knew that my music wasn't right, and I was struggling with it, and uh, I just printed out that verse, uh, 1 Corinthians 10.31, I believe it is. Whatsoever, or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. And I printed that out and put it in my car. Literally taped it on my dash. So that when I was ready to act in my flesh, that God would remind me of what, what was truth and what was right. It works. It works in my life and it works in your life. Are we going to use it? The whole armor of God. Listen, I love my family too much to give them to the devil. Amen. I love my family too much to hand them over to the devil. I think many of you would say the same. I love my church too much to hand it over to the devil. Let's get the armor on. Let's do what we got to do. It's time to have some holiness back in this place. Amen. 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 It's time to have some holiness in our house, in our homes. And get that, get to know what we believe with the word of God and get that shield up. And make sure our family's saved, so they don't get taken out. Let's pray tonight, Lord. We need you, and we ask you to help and bless in this in this thought, these thoughts tonight. God, thank you for teaching us from the Word of God. Thank you for this practical, uh, just understanding of the armor of God. And Lord, I pray now, Lord, if folks are coming to the altar and praying tonight, Lord, I pray that we as families and at homes and moms and dads, husbands and wives, Lord, that we would put on this armor of God and we would protect our families. Lord, uh, many, many people in here with these precious little girls and these precious little boys, Lord, help us not to hand them over to to the devil. Help us not to hand them right over, Lord. Help us to get that armor on and protect our homes by getting some holiness in place. By getting some things in place to, that, that, that won't let the lion come in and devour us. And Lord, I pray tonight if there's somebody in here that's not saved. It's not a child of God. And Lord, the devil has room to work in their life and come right on in and, and take ownership. I pray God that they would, today would be the day of salvation. That they'd come and say, I need to get saved. I need, I need Jesus Christ in my life. I've got to ask Him to save me. I, I need the Holy Spirit of God to seal me as we talked about this morning. And I pray they'd come and ask questions. How can I? What must I do to be saved? Like that Philippian jailer asked, "Lord, help us now tonight, please." Church family, would you stand with me, please? Uh, piano, begin to play.